Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. I also host the podcast Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, which you can listen to if you need your literary fix fast. This podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, is for anyone out there who wants to feel better in their bodies like I do. There's a private support group that I started on Instagram at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. And all of us share tips, suggestions, recipes, meal ideas, and generally just give each other lots and lots and lots of support so that it isn't so hard to do what should be simple, but somehow isn't. So please listen to the podcast, hear stories from people just like you who have struggled and overcome things and have ideas and suggestions. And let's just do this together. We got this. Thanks for listening. I love talking to Allison Hammer on Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. She talked to me about her journey of losing 100 pounds and more. She is an art director for an ad agency, and also an author. So listen to our conversation. It is inspiring. She is inspiring and just makes me feel better about humanity in general when I talk to somebody awesome like her. Welcome, Allison. Thanks for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm not, I'm not a mom, but I am an aunt. <laughs> That's perfect. You do not have to be a mom. So I'm delighted to have a non-mom. Um, it's, it's just because I'm a mom and this is like, you know, my brand and whatever. <laughs> so Allison, you've been like part of the community on Moms No Time to Lose Weight. You've been commenting. You have an interesting story and I would love to hear it. So tell me, tell me about your journey. Absolutely. So I've been dealing with weight loss or with needing to lose weight pretty much my whole life. I was talking to my mom this morning, trying to remember exactly how old I was when I was in Weight Watchers. It was either eight or 10. I was the youngest member in the meeting. And then we did another program, like a medical program. And I was the youngest by far. It was like all these like 40 year olds and me at the time, I think I was 12 or 13. I went to a weight loss camp when I was a teenager. I've done everything. And I've had a few times in my life where I've been successful, but you know, it usually would have a stopping point and I would get back into to bad habits. And I wasn't really, I think that I wasn't necessarily like an emotional eater. I wasn't necessarily an overeater. I think that I made a lot of bad food choices and I, you know, put a lot of pressure on myself. My family weight has been an issue on both my mom's side and my dad's side historically. My grandmother was a lifetime member of Weight Watchers. My mom has done Weight Watchers. She still thinks she needs to lose weight even though she doesn't. And so it's been something that has just been been part of my family and, and part of my life since I can remember. And it has been just a constant struggle. And this past year, it's been a big year for me. So I have a full-time job and I also have a second full-time job. I had my first book come out this year on April 7th. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. About two or three weeks into the pandemic. So it was, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride, but I wanted to, you know, that was kind of a big moment where I thought I might be out there a little bit more. And so I wanted to, you know, it's not that I, I'm sorry, I'm a mess. There's no right way. I literally, okay. I'm just, it's just, we're like friends talking. I just okay. want to hear the story. There's, you don't have okay. to have any pressure. I know. I'm, sorry. I'm like, I feel just like curious. And this is the first time I, this is the first time I've like publicly talked about it. I think, you know, anybody who sees me knows, and this might be interesting, but when you're struggling with weight, it's something that, that it's visible. Like anybody who, who sees you, they know it, but it's such a taboo topic that it's not like people really talk about it. And I remember one time when I joined Weight Watchers, like probably my fourth or fifth time, I made a point to tell people because if you tell people, then they'll help you be accountable. But it's something that 
it's not something that I've ever talked publicly about. So I'm really excited, but I'm also a little bit nervous. I understand. I totally understand. Um, and if it makes you feel any better, I had the same thing. My mother had me like age yeah. 10, I was measuring half a cup of orange juice and writing down my calories and mm-hmm. looking it all up in a book and, you know, before I went to fourth grade. So I understand the pressure and like yeah. societal yeah. expectations and all the rest. I get it. And it's fascinating to me because I think that like, you know, our mothers, they were doing what they were doing out of love and it's because what their mothers did. And I think that this generation, it's different in the way, you know, of body positivity and of accepting. And, you know, I think that the world has changed, I think, for better. And the fact that we're having conversations like this and there's communities like yours, I think, I think it's all for the better. You know, I was always, I'm, I'm very social and I'm very, I always have a lot of friends and I'm doing a lot of different things, but I feel like I probably kept part of myself hidden. And, you know, when I look back at photos, I always had to be the one who was in control of the photos because I wanted to be able to protect myself from any unflattering ones. And I, you know, so I was always kind of really careful in that situation. And I also looking back at photos saw that I would always kind of be in the back and I would be kind of like hiding and popping my head out. Or I was just very, very self-conscious about how I looked in photos. And with my book coming out, it was something that was on my mind. Like if I was doing a reading back when the world had readings, mm-hmm. if I was at a bookstore, I couldn't, control, I couldn't control that anymore. And so that was something that I was a little bit worried about. So as excited as I was about this new career and this new world I was getting into, I had a little bit of anxiety about it. And about a year before my book came out, because it's such a long process, I sold it in 2018 and it didn't come out until 2020. But I had a friend, another writer friend who had a health scare, and that scared me because I was always like, I'm fine. Like, I'm heavy, but I'm healthy. And I was like, you know, I also have an issue. I hadn't been to a doctor for a checkup in a while because it was something, again, like with a lot of anxiety. But I found a great doctor using the ZocDoc app where, you know, because just finding a new doctor can be overwhelming in itself. And the app made it really easy to find someone who had availability like that week so I didn't lose my nerve. And they had like Yelp reviews so I could find somebody with a, you know, with good bedside manner. And so I went to the doctor and she suggested that I try Whole30. And I was like, no way. Like, there's no way I can do it. I have a ton of friends who do it. And I'm very picky. I don't eat red meat or pork. I, that was the main thing. But I was like, because it felt to me like something that was so protein heavy. And I'm like, I eat chicken, turkey, and, and seafood. I'm like, I love cheese. Like, there's no way I can do that. And she's like, try it. And so I was like, okay, fine. So I tried it and it wasn't as hard as I thought. And in the first month I lost like 25 pounds and it was crazy. And I decided to keep going with it. And I decided, so on Whole30, it's like super strict and they want you to break habits. So like if you always have coffee with cream and you're like, there's no way I can do it, we'll break that habit and you might be surprised that you like it. So they don't want you to do a lot of replacements because they want you to break that habit. Because I was making it more of a lifestyle, I decided like I'm okay with with you know getting replacement. So I avoid anything with grains, dairy, or sugar, which sounds like everything and it kind of is. But yeah. I found things that I love and like I look forward to lunch every day and it's something that is totally on plan. The other night I'd had a tough night and just between work deadlines and book deadlines, I was like, I don't have time to cook. So I ordered from a restaurant down the street and it was wings that were not breaded and crispy potatoes. And it's like, that's on plan. I wasn't cheating. I lost weight the next day. And it's like, it's not, you know, I think that there's such a thing about 
good foods and bad foods. And what I tell people is that it took me 40 years to find out what worked for me. So it wasn't that, you know, looking back, it's that my body doesn't react well to grains, dairy, and sugar. And so even if I just had a little bit, or even if I was counting points, or even if I was doing all these different things, you know, not every plan is right for every person. And, you know, I tease it, it took me 40 years to figure it out. But in March, I hit the 100 or no, in May, I hit the 100 pound mark. And it, yeah, it's crazy. And it's funny, you know, I, when I look in the mirror, I don't always see it. But there have been a few times where I've seen pictures of me that other people have posted where I can't find myself in the photo. And then I look and I'm like, oh, that's me. And so that's a really been an interesting experience. But then I hit 100 pounds and went into quarantine. And my building has a gym. The gym closed. I, again, have two full-time jobs that got really busy. I, I sit at this, t- at this little table for like 14 hours a day, it seems. And where, where are you in the world, by the way? Are you in oh, New York? No, I'm in Chicago. Okay, sorry. Okay, go on. Yeah. So I live in Chicago. I have a like 600 square foot apartment and there's, you know, not a ton of room. And I probably use a lot of excuses. Like I'm sure I could have done a Zoom workout, but it's like, where would I have, where would I have done it? And I'm really good at, ma- I'm really good at procrastinating and I'm really good at making excuses, but I kept up the eating and, and I commented on, on one of the posts in the group about this the other day. I take an 80, 20 approach because I don't want you know, if I was going to be good 100% of the time, I would fail. And I'm somebody who believes in setting goals that I will achieve. You know, I, I want to set myself up for success. And so I, you know, I end up doing probably like 99 to 100, like most days I stay in plan. But, you know, I have a group of writers, we call ourselves Slice of Fiction, and we go out for pizza once every couple months. And I had a piece of pizza and it was amazing. And I didn't feel guilty about it because it fits into that 80-20 and it doesn't get me off of the rails. And I found substitutes. Like I'm more of a salty, like I like salty more than sweet, but I like a bite of sweet. And so I found a few things that don't have grains and don't have sugar, but can give me that that fix. So I don't feel like I'm suffering. I found- Wait, wait, what, what are those things? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Back up to the secret weapon there. Yes. So there's two, two things that I kind of go to. One of them is Catalina Crunch. It's a cereal and they have chocolate flavor. They have a graham cracker flavor and like a cinnamon toast flavor that I've had. And I literally just like take a little pinch of it and I have like just a few of those dry. And it like, it, it feels cookie-like. There's another, another thing I just tried last night. So some of my friends posted all of their baking photos. Like they were bake, quarantine baking and cookies and I wanted something sweet. And I had, I decided to try, I have these Birch Bender pumpkin pancake mix. And I asked my critique partner, I'm like, do you think I could like pour them in a muffin tin and turn it into muffins with a batter? And she's like, why not? And so I made muffins with pancake mix (laughs) and it turned out great. I mean, it's, there, there are, you know, another thing, I love pasta. I'm Jewish, but I feel like Jews and Italians are kind of like, you know, they have a lot of similar issues in, in foods we love. But I found a chickpea pasta, which literally tastes exactly the same to me. Like I put my sauce on it. I have an almond ricotta cheese that I'll use a little bit of. And so I really, I I don't suffer. And when I go out to restaurants, most places, it's fine to make accommodations. And it's not as, I think just starting was the hard thing. And then once I got used to it, you know, one of my best friends is vegan. And when she made that decision to go vegan, she realized that everybody has food issues and when you go to, to, you know, when you go to a restaurant with five people, someone's going to say, 
that on the side. I don't want that. I don't want that. And, you know, rather than be embarrassed about my special needs, it's like, I'm proud of like, no, I'm doing this for my health and I'm doing this for, for me. So I've been okay with it. I am pretty annoying to go out to dinner with though. But again, once I went into quarantine, it just stopped. And I, I'm at, as of today, I'm at 104 pounds lost, but I, I reached 100 in May. And so I've been going between, I haven't gotten to 105 yet. I've been be, between 104 and then like 98 for the last six months. I've just been going like up and down and up and down. And it's been super frustrating. I've been really frustrated with myself. And I have a lot of friends who are like, well, everybody else in the world is gaining weight during quarantine. So like maybe maintaining is okay. But I'm really hard on myself. I know a lot of women are. And so when I saw you starting that group, I'm like, okay, maybe that accountability is is what I need. I use accountability in my writing life. I mean, I write, I run a Facebook group for women called the Every Damn Day Writers. And I think that having that support and that accountability, like it, it helps me get my writing done. And so maybe it'll help with this. I hope so. Well, <laughs> I hope we can help. I think that, I think just having the group and knowing anybody out there cares and listens is helpful. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, like I'm, a, I'm a member of what's a hair club commercial. Like I'm not just a, I'm a yes. you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm talking about? I do, I I do. I'm not just a spokesperson. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the yeah, member. Too. Right. I'm also a member. Right. So yeah, I feel like you can follow a plan, but there's something intangible that I think the Weight Watchers method originally set out to do, which I think has been lost in the like corporatization yeah. or whatever, but it's, it was like sitting around talking to other women in someone's living room, which yeah. there are no living rooms, but I was doing that with books. And if I could do that with weight loss, I mean, what, I mean, we could, women, we could sit and talk for eight hours straight about eating oh. Stuff. I'm like, right. So I loved that part of Weight Watchers. And I have, I actually used one of the lines, my Weight Watchers, the leader in when I was living in Boston used, it was saying, she said that if somebody offers you something that you can't have, say you're allergic and that you'll break out in hips. (laughs) (laughs) But with Weight Watchers, you know, for me, it would always work. And then I would get so comfortable with it that I would like eyeball things. And I would be like, I don't have to count because I know. And then just bit by bit, you would just kind of like get back into into bad habits. And for me, I realized that again, it's what I have to do for myself and that I'm I'm better when it's stricter. And it's worked. So it's it's crazy. But one one funny story, my gym has opened again in like with mixed hours. And I got to a point where I was I had certain Netflix shows. I watched you with the on Netflix, but I would only let myself watch it when I was on the treadmill. And so that was kind of a motivator to go do that. But I got into it. I got to a point where I was actually looking forward to it. But it had been five months since I'd been on the treadmill. And I've been taking walks, but there's something different about the ground moving underneath you or not when you're on a treadmill. And so I went back last week. I was very proud of myself for going back. But I made a mistake and I started where I had left off. And so I was doing this interval program at intermediate level. And so my first time back in five months, I went at intermediate level. And let me tell you, I should have started back at beginner again. I was like, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if I had fallen off the treadmill. It started going so fast. And I was like, but it did show me how far I had come when I, when I was doing it. And so I do think that it's, that it's that habit and routine. But again, everybody that I talked to, my sister tried Whole30 and it didn't work for her. So I think that a lot of it is trying to see what's right for you. And I spent a lifetime trying things. And I'm glad that I finally figured it out. And I'd like to lose about 40 more pounds. That'll, you know, I'll still, I don't know if I'll ever be thin, but I don't know, think that that's what I, like, I don't know if that's my goal. I want to feel good and look good and be healthy. 
um, and not have to worry too much about, you know, hiding from photos and being able to, to enjoy my life and to not have to worry about not being able to keep up if my friends want to go somewhere. I'm in a walking city, being able to walk everywhere. And it's been a big year, so I'm excited about it. Well, first of all, I don't want this to sound like condescending to say I'm proud of you, but maybe that's the wrong word. I'm really excited for you. I think it's amazing that you found something that worked and you stuck to it and you had a huge accomplishment. And that just shows like such commitment and drive and so many other amazing qualities about you and your focus. And I know how frustrating it must feel when you're close, right? You're, you're trying so hard and it's not like you have a, you, you didn't give up trying for six months. So yeah. even though I see why people want to say, oh, you know, you didn't gain. And I do feel that way too. Like you, it, it could have been far worse, Yeah, but that's yeah. not what you want to hear when you're trying to, you know, and you know, Go forward. it's interesting. And I didn't think about this until you just said that, but I had, I had my book launch as my goal. I wanted to lose a hundred pounds by April 7th when my book came out. I didn't make it. I, I was close. I was like at 95 or something and I was still happy enough about it. And yeah, doing, the, doing the side by side was like, was great. But when I hit a hundred, it was, it was, it was amazing. And then my kind of attitude was like, okay, I hit that goal. I know I want to lose another 40 but I'm not in a rush for it. Like I was in a rush for it before and I did it healthily. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I lost in a safe amount of time, but maybe I need that goal. Like maybe I need to, to give myself that, you know, by my next book's coming out April 13th. So maybe I need another, I maybe that's, I need that. There you go. Like, I think that's perfect yeah. because what is it? Six months away or so? Exactly. From tomorrow. Yeah. So six months, six times four, it's about 24 weeks. Maybe. Is that right? Right? You could, I mean, maybe 40 is too much, but if you do a pound a week. Yeah. I, I think that I should pick a number. I think that 40 is like the, the final goal. Maybe I can do it. I, 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 again, like goals that I can reach. I want to make sure I can reach it. But I think that giving myself a goal, I think that I became a little bit more relaxed about it. And it's become a part of my life. But I do think that I, I perform better under deadline. So there you go. So you'll <laughs> find a, a number that feels good to you. Yeah. And that's achievable. I mean, sometimes... like sometimes at the beginning when I'm trying to gear up to try to like stop overeating so much, I'll be like, oh my God, but I have to lose like, I don't know, 20 pounds or 30 pounds, whatever it is that I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, I actually just really want to lose one pound. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if I could just stop the train from being so out of control and just lose one, then the second one's a lot easier. So I feel like one after the, after the next, after the next, as opposed to like, being overwhelmed by how much is left. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, works it's interesting. And I, there, I'm, I find a lot of parallels between my writing life and the, and the weight loss because, you know, with writing, because you're a writer, you know, like there's a massive amount of words. Like I'm trying to finish my second draft of a book by the end of this month. And when I looked at the amount of words, it was overwhelming. And I'm like, there's no way I can do it. But then I divided it by weeks and I divided it by days. And I'm like, okay, like I have a plan. I know what I have to do. And if I miss a day, I know the exact number I need to make up. So I think that like, just, you know, when we look at something like 25 pounds or 40 pounds or anything, it just feels like so much. But when you do it like little, little you know, a little bit at a time. And I, the other thing that, that I think is that it's good to mix things up a little bit. And I think that, you know, for your body, because your body gets used to things. And then if you, if you, sometimes I feel like if I get in a rut, I'll try something new and then, okay, my body will do well with that. I also tried about six months ago or maybe a little bit more, I brought intermittent fasting into the mix just because I was, I'd stalled. 
And I was like, I was, I think it was the 90 pound mark. I think 90 pounds, I was there for like over a month. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I haven't changed anything. And my friends were like, yeah, you haven't changed anything. So maybe you need to change something up. And so I tried it and it worked like the first week I saw kind of movement again. And I haven't since, but I'm afraid to stop trying it. Like I kind of feel like I don't eat between, I don't eat after 8.30 and then I don't eat breakfast and I don't eat again until 12. So I don't know, I'm bad with math. I don't know how many hours that is of fasting, but it's doable and it's easy for me. So I feel like I can't stop, but I am wondering, I was recently wondering if I should maybe try two weeks on or two weeks off just to kind of get my body like out of the rhythm. And, you know, there's, I wish there was a guidebook, but I think that everybody's body is different and that our bodies even change and get used to things. And it's just about keeping going. And I know a mistake that I used to make was I would make one mistake and I'd be like, well, then the rest, then it doesn't matter what I do. And I would kind of like give up. And so again, the accountability, thank you for starting the group. I'm really excited. I've already picked up some good tips. I've been drinking more water. That was my challenge for for this week. And I think it's going to be great for just women to support each other in this journey that most of us are on, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I feel like everybody is on it in one stage or another because this is part of life. This is all we have. This is our, our, you know, this is our car through life. We only get one. Yeah. you know, we have to sometimes change the oil or, you know, take it into the shop or, you know, exactly. <laughs> well, I think you're super aware of, of what's coming next. I love tying the goal as long as it doesn't make you crazy. I love the idea of tying it to your next book Yeah, and taking a, an, a smaller, more achievable goal based on t- the 24 weeks or whatever, count them up that you have left, maybe half a pound a week. Maybe it's 12 pounds is your goal. And I do something that everybody says not to do, but I can't help myself. I get on the scale every day. Okay. And I, you know, so much of, and I, so much of what I learned from starting Whole30 was about how foods in, can cause inflammation. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like so much, I think that part of what I lost in that first month was a lot of it was inflammation because of the different foods not agreeing with my body. And so part of it is seeing the daily fluctuation. So it's like, okay, if I'm up then this one day, what did I have that may have caused that? You know, and, and some days I'll be bad. And then the next day there was like nothing on the scale and I'm so excited. And then like two days later it shows up. So it's not an exact science, but again, I think it keeps me accountable. And it's fascinating talking about these things because I'm understanding maybe why I do some things that I do, but yeah, it's, it's a life, it's a lifelong struggle. And I think that I also will, you know, I was in Florida visiting some family and they were asking me about my diet and I was like, it's not a diet. Like, I think the word diet has a lot of negative connotation to it and there's nothing wrong with it, but for me, it's a lifestyle change and it's not like I can't have something. It's that I choose not to. And I think that like putting myself in control and kind of like determining the narrative and and using the words I want to use and making the choices makes it not as hard. Like it, it, it gives me more control. And I think that in a world where we don't have control very much at all, it's nice to be able to just claim this one thing. 
And I think once you get out of your apartment and get back to the gym and find some new things, you're working out your body in new ways. It's I have a feeling if I were a guessing person, a betting person rather, I would bet that that will help your shake up things in your body as well because you're getting you're burning more calories than you were before. And yeah. I know it's yeah. not as simple an equation as that, but there's more output and you'll be more active and maybe you'll get into something fun like kickboxing. Like Ooh. who knows, right? Like mix it up, try some new. <laughs> things and, and, and feel how great your body feels where it is now and, and maybe make something not just the scale, but maybe there's an amount of weight you want to lift, or maybe there's something physical you want, amount of jumping jacks, or, I mean, I'm just saying like, maybe the way to get the scale down is not to stare at it, but to do something else just to mix it up take up jump roping, spinning. I don't know. Sometimes I, I just think, try it. I mean, you'll get, you can write about it, right? You can put it in your book, like, write it. funny articles, talk about how it feels and experiment and use that like new body of yours. Try it out. Take it for a spin. If, you know? I, if I took up jump roping, I would like owe the biggest apology to my downstairs neighbor. <laughs> Well, maybe do it at the gym. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm laughing at the, at the image of that. No, but you're right. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> the scale is only one way to measure. And I know there's a thing, NSV, like non-scale victories. And I do look for those. Like I look for, back when I would go to the office, I cut my commute time so much because I'm walking faster. My clothes, there, there were a few sad moments because some of the clothes that I used to love, like don't, don't fit anymore in a good way. They just look, ter- they just look too baggy on me. So, you know, the, the clothing size change, being able to shop in stores that aren't just plus size has been just like, it's still crazy. It still surprises me sometimes that I can, that I can wear a size that, you know, I don't know if I've worn since like junior high. So it's, I do look for, I do look for those little moments to appreciate how far I've come. Um, And I try not to be too hard on myself, but I think it's a little human nature, at least it is for me. But I'm excited about this goal, April 13th. We will, and I'll I'll message in the group and I'll I'll make that, I'll make that official, you know, depend, I'll I'll choose my number and I'll I'll post it in the group. (laughs) Okay. And then we'll be checking in and I'll be looking at the comments all the time and I'll be watching for you and, and rooting for you. I mean, and it'll be interesting to see what ends up moving the needle, so to speak. And if I really want to see you try some new stuff at the gym, I think that's going to be really fun for you. Yes. So. Well, thank you so much. It's been so nice talking to you. And again, thank you for starting this group. I'm really excited about it. Good. I'm really excited you're a part of it. (laughs) All right. Take care. Bye. Bye, Allison. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight. Don't forget to follow the private support group at Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight on Instagram. Thanks.